This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. I am so excited for you to hear the interview that is upcoming. I did it a couple of days ago. Um, The gentleman who came on the program today uh, is someone by the name of Charleston Young, who... You know, if you're a casual NBA fan or even probably a casual college hoops fan, you may not know the name. Well, uh, let me tell you, he's kind of an important guy because uh, so Florida State University has two possible prospects that will go in the lottery of this upcoming NBA draft. And uh, it follows a trend for that school that has been going on the last several years of, uh, you know, more significant players coming their way than uh, maybe had originally been under their head coach, Leonard Hamilton's tenure, um, including someone very big that is coming down the pike next year, but we, we won't get into him yet. Anyway, uh, Charleston Young has been there for the last seven years and since he arrived and he is, you know, in charge of their recruiting efforts, um, that part of their game has stepped up significantly. And I think by the end of this interview, you are going to know why. He does a, an amazing job pumping up uh, both of his guys, Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams, both of whom, as I understand it, are heavily on the Knicks radar. Um, but he also gives you some great insights. And even though, you know, this is this is a spot with someone who, you know, is pretty clearly biased towards a couple of kids that he is rooting very hard for. Um, I think you're going to get some insight into both of these young men that you um, aren't going to find in any other uh, any other places. So a uh, great interview with Charleston Young coming up. Um, as a reminder, uh, the uh, Knicks Film School newsletter is also doing prospect breakdowns every week. Um, I actually did both of these kids because I knew this interview was going to be coming up for Monday and Tuesday's newsletter. So if you missed Either of those, make sure you subscribe to the Knicks Film School newsletter. You can find that link in my Twitter bio um, at JC Macri NBA, of course. And um, I think that's it. So uh, we're going to get to that interview in a minute. But first, a very quick reminder. You know what time it is. I talk about them every week because, hey, listen, if you if you're going to bet the games anyway, and let me let me preface my my bookie ad read with a reminder that the NBA Finals are here. And listen, if you think the Miami Heat have a chance to win this thing, and there has never been a better time to get on my bookie and put a few bucks down. And the reason is because if you go on my bookie, 
and you enter promo code overtime, they're going to double your first deposit up to $1,000. So that means, you know, if me, Joe Novice Gambler, is sitting in my house and saying, you know what, I'd like to bet $100. Let's just say $100 on the Miami Heat to win the NBA Finals, which I think they're currently running plus 320 or plus 365, I've even seen in some places. It's, it's a nice value. But I don't want to put $100 down. I could just go to my bookie. I could put $50 down. They're going to double my first deposit to $100. And suddenly I have a $100 bet where all I had to do was bet $50. And obviously, you know, if you want to put a few bucks more than that, if you're if you're a little less conservative, feel free. Um, they also have all the NFL bets um, and uh, prop bets, cross-sport bets, anything you could possibly want. And don't forget, again, use that promo code overtime. And let's see. This episode is uh, dropping uh, to you on Wednesday, September 30th. So if you do this today, you still have time. What is this? It is take a snapshot of your sign up page when you sign up for my bookie and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. And if you do that, you're going to be eligible to win $500 that will be given away at the end of uh, this month. So one more time, the promo code when you sign up, overtime to double your first deposit and then take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com and be eligible to win $500 given away today, Wednesday, September 30th. Um, don't waste any time doing that. And now, without any further ado, my interview with FSU's assistant coach and head recruiter, Charleston Young. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast, uh, he is an assistant coach with the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, you know, there's only one team in college basketball this year that had multiple players, you know, who actually played for them the whole year that are, are have a chance to be picked in the in the lottery. Um, it ain't Duke. It ain't Kentucky. It ain't UNC. It ain't any of those blue blood schools. Florida State and uh, the man who has done some recruiting for them. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to tiptoe because I, I could say is the head, you know, is the reason behind that they have had this talent influx of NBA players over the last several years. But I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to overstep. So uh, Charlton Young, uh, Coach Young, how you doing, my man? Man, I, I appreciate it. And, and, and let me let me let me say this right away. Uh Jalen Hamilton has, has put together a Fortune 500, a small fi- a small fi- Fortune 500 company uh, here at Florida State, and um, we work as a team, we work as a committee uh, to to recruit and and to close, and uh, we got a tremendous amount of chemistry on our staff, uh, starting with Jalen Hamilton, our associate head coach Stan Jones. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, Dennis Gates, who is a big part of us rebuilding here over the last seven, eight years. He's now the head coach at Cleveland State. Uh, we had so much chemistry on our staff that it shows in the way we coach, in the way we recruit. So uh, all of us have been point men on, on certain guys over the last, uh, this run of uh, – Malik Beasley, Dwayne Bacon, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Mann, Kamigeli. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of pros in the last four years 
uh, and we've all been point men on on a bunch of them. But in order to recruit at the level we are recruiting now, it takes a team. Uh, it takes a committed group uh, to put your heads together and really uh, put your relationships together and then put a strategic plan together and, and get a guy in a desk. It's hard to sign a big time recruit. People don't realize that. <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Guys, people think these guys just show up on campus. You know what I mean? It, it, it's probably a three or four year relationship to get a guy in a desk at Florida state. So, uh, we're, we're proud of what we're doing. Uh, and I appreciate, uh, the love, no question, but I, I definitely, I, I would like to think that I had some type of impact here, but, uh, the small Fortune 500 company that Jalen Hamilton has put together, uh, we really are. Uh, you know, I heard you use the word blue blood, man, and you you can't do that when a Florida State guy is on the phone, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's like that's, you can't do that. That's like against the law. Well, I think the term is changing. No, it's changing because you guys are doing it and. and I have to say real quick, because what you did, especially the last couple of years was, you know, some schools, you know, I don't know what people promise and don't promise, you know, certain in terms of playing time, in terms of stats and this and that you guys ran and have been running for a bit now, such an equal opportunity system where you bring, you have a full 10 man rotate, if not more. Well, Twelve. <laughs> twelve exactly. Not and 10, twelve. And with the way you guys play defense and with the energy and the hustle, you need to have that many. And yet you have gotten this level of player to buy into that without promising look you're you're gonna whatever, average X points a game and be featured. And that I think that's the real accomplishment here. So, you know, you could be humble well, all well, you want. Let, but. let me let me address that. We are not uh we are not a blue blood. We are what you call a new blood. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's right. So when we when we out recruit, we tell them, "Hey, come play for the new bloods." That's who we are, and uh, we we are committed to revolutionizing college basketball. You know, we want we we want to wear people down. Uh, we sell guys if they come in and they buy in. Uh, they learn to defend at a high level. They play the game the right way. They play uh, efficiently. You got a better chance to get into the National Basketball Association. Uh, with the minutes you get, if you're efficient, you're going to get your name called. And that's kind of what's that's exactly what's happening uh, here at Florida State. Uh, you look at Jonathan Isaac, who was the sixth pick in the draft, average 12.7. Average eight, seven, eight rebounds, three steals, two blocks. Uh, and he played the game the right way. He played to win. And uh, I think it's getting to the point now. Uh, I mean, you're here talking about Patrick Williams and Devin Vassell, who very well both may go before 11. Uh, but Trent Forrest, our point guard and leader, uh, our Rajon Rondo-type point guard, he may he's probably going to go between – 33 and 45 in the second round. I was going to ask you about him. He is, uh, he's an NBA player. I mean, you really good. A, a point guard, not a point guard. <laughs> a point guard. 
and there's not many of those guys left, and you need one. You know, people are looking at the Lakers now, and everybody's going to talk about LeBron, and they're going to talk about Anthony Davis. But the reason they're probably going to win the, the championship is Rajon Rondo playing point. You need a point guard, a guy that's pushing pace, that's creating that opportunities for everybody, that's getting us baskets in six seconds or less. Uh, I've been coaching 26 years now. You know, this ain't my first rodeo. My f- first big-time signee was, was Moochie Norris in 1994. I had a beeper on when I, 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 had a beeper on when I signed him. <laughs> he, he came into the game with a flamethrower on his back. He could, he, he could put it in the basket. But uh, it's, 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 uh, the Lakers are probably going to win because they got a point guard. And uh, the one thing I know about basketball 26 years, is the best time to score is when it's nobody down there. You can lay it up, <laughs> you can dunk it, straight, you can do all kinds of stuff. Run fast. <laughs> That's what we tell our guys. You confuse, run fast. You just reminded me of of the game that Trent had against Duke. Um, I, what did he did he end up with the eight? I think it was eight steals, which is was a Cameron indoor broke the record at Cameron. Yeah. Um, so. Steals. You know, and, you know, and you talk about being unselfish and, and a point guard and that actually, you know, I know you're talking about Trent. That leads me to think of of Devin because, you know, I've watched obviously several games of his and I don't know that I could remember a bad shot in terms of a shot where, you know, look, they don't all go in. But in terms of monopolizing the offense at any point in time, he doesn't do that. And and is that just something that's built into him naturally from from you know his upbringing? I guess no 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 doubt about it. Uh, Devin Vassell is a special kid, special player, special human being. Uh, a a different a different type guy. Um, he has the ability to affect a basketball game in a non-ball dominant fashion like nobody's ever seen. Uh, that's why he's going to be such a good NBA player because you could put him on the floor and not call a play for him, and he's still going to have 22 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, four steals, and a bunch of deflections. Uh, you know, when I recruited him, to be honest with you, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, but people actually laughed at me. I mean, not, and, and I'm talking about not a chuckle. I mean, a hard laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. I can't believe that. You know, he was ranked like. He was around 200, if I recall, right? Yeah. No, no, that's a lie. I had the politic to get him to 200. So it oh my goodness. so bad when we signed him. Okay. <laughs> he was like 400 or something. But don't get it twisted. I went in to see him. I watched six minutes. I offered him a scholarship on the spot. He was six four and a half, 166 pounds. His hairline was down to his eyebrow. He had <laughs> one string of hair on his chin. I said, this guy's going to eat some whoppers. He's going to do some push-ups. He's going to grow. Bambi's going to get some bucks on his head, and he's going to be a pro. I could see it just as clear as day. And the only two offers he had when I called him over, I stopped the scrimmage, and I said, hey, do you want a scholarship to Florida State? His hands was trembling. He said, yes, sir. I said, who's recruiting you? He said, Presbyterian in North Florida. I couldn't believe it. I said, I've been living right. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I, I've never, I have not yet heard of that um, 
particular institution, but I, I take it. I'm sure they're wonderful, um, but not, not Florida State. And listen, we got him committed. You know, my staff trust. They 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 watched him. They said, "See why we believe in you." Take him. I mean, we we it, it was it was it was crazy. Great family, high character family, God fearing family, close knit family. Uh, he didn't take a bunch of visits. He committed before he ever came on the visit. I mean, it's one of the easiest recruits we ever signed. And uh, he was ranked number seventeen in Atlanta. Think about that. I I, I saw that earlier today, and I couldn't believe it. Um, 17 in the city of Atlanta. But, you know, it happens all the time. A lot of people. Yeah, why is that? A lot of people just can't evaluate. And, and, and I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant individual because I'm not. I have a tremendous amount of humility, but I'm just being brutally honest with you. Most people are listening and they're reading, but they're not watching. See, our staff, our entire staff, we don't read a list. So when we walk into a gym, we don't know who is who. We just evaluate. So when we watch a guy and we like him and he fits, if he's a high-character gym rat and he has size at position, he has athletic ability and skill, he has high-speed Wi-Fi. That's what Devin has. We call it a high IQ. Can I ask you about that real quick? Because I watch him on defense and I don't know that there's a player in the draft who has better timing on rotations than he does. And it, it, again, is there that, isn't. There it, isn't. it's incredible the to other me. The two that's close play for Florida State. Pat <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but but like, I'll tell you this. I, I went to see him, right? And in six minutes, he did everything you could possibly do in a basketball game on the defensive side of the floor and on the offensive side of the floor. Here's an example of Devin Vassell. Okay. You know, I, I, I pride myself on not being blurt man. So when I say something, I want to have data to back it up. So I go see Devin Vassell. Right. Let's, let's just say this. Let's say uh, I'm guarding John at the top of the key. Okay. Right? And Stephen Curry is in the corner. And Devin Vassell is guarding Stephen Curry. And everybody knows John is going to cook old Coach C.Y. who's old with a bad back. He's going <laughs> to blow by him and go left, right? Yeah. So if it's Devin Vassell in the gap, now most people are going to say, hey, I got Stephen Curry. I'm staying locked. And then John going to blow by old Coach C.Y. and butter roll me with his left hand, right? Get a layup, okay? The other guy is going to come over and help and stop John, and then you're going to kick it in the corner and to Steph Curry, and guess what? Automatic, three points. Money in the bank. Devin Devin Vassell is in that gap. He knows that you're probably going to cook me. So he starts bluffing and retreating, bluffing and retreating, bluffing and retreating before you ever come out his way. So then when you come his way, you think he's coming to close the gap, and when you throw it to Steph Curry in the corner, he just reaches out with his right arm. He he intercepts the pass. He takes one dribble and he whips it down the court to a guy going down the left side who lays it up. That's what we call high-speed Wi-Fi. I love it. You understand? This guy's ability to anticipate and bait people into stuff, it's like 
I've never, and I've been blessed to recruit a lot of guys. Like I was at Georgia Tech in Auburn before I came to Florida State. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I've been blessed to, you know, Thaddeus Young, Iman Shumpert, Derek Favors, uh, Anthony Morrow, uh, Marquise Daniels, like Tony Douglas. I've, I've recruited some gorillas now, some real silverback gorilla <laughs> pros, right? But I watched this dude, and I had never seen anybody with the high-speed Wi-Fi on the offensive side and the defensive side. Now, I've seen it on the offensive side, but the guy don't have it on the defensive side. And then I've seen it on the defensive side, and the guy don't have it on the offensive side. But Devin Vassell, like if he's in the corner and you try to throw a lob pass over the top of a guy on a high-low, there's no way you're completing that pass. He's going to break on it. He's going to steal it. If he's outside the paint on this side and you drive the baseline on the other side, he's going to rotate over and pin it on the glass. Like he's a rim protector at six, seven. I, I couldn't believe he, his one, he's averaging, he averaged one block a game. And again, this is a kid that you, you said he's, he was whatever he was, six, four and, and 160 pounds soaking wet when you found him. Yeah, but now he's six, seven, 200. And see what, see, when you say somebody's a pro, there's nothing new under the sun. You look at a guy and you say, who is he? Right? Even LeBron James, he's Magic Jordan. <laughs> that's, a good, I mean? that's a good one. I like that. But if you look at, when I first saw Devin Vassell, I said he's Allen Houston. Oh, why you have to throw that name out there? That name has some meaning around these parts now. I thought he was Allen Houston. That's why. Now, as he, he got a little longer, and I start saying, ah. and I don't know if it's a good thing to say because he didn't play well in the playoffs. You say he got LeBron George. But I signed him because I, I knew he was a pro because I could see Allen Houston. six. He was 6'6 six, six at the time, shoot it like Jimmy Chipwood off Hoosiers, athletic, play both sides of the ball. I just felt like he had to eat some whoppers and do some push-ups, get, you know, Bambi. He was like Bambi. He had to get bucks on his head. But I felt like in a year and a year and a half, he was special. Patrick Williams, he's a poor man's Kawhi Leonard. Right, six eight, two thirty seven. Shoots it well enough to keep you honest. Same thing as Devin. Deflection, steals, blocks. Patrick Williams impacts a game. He gets more done on accident than seventy five percent of the people get done on purpose. <laughs> Just keeping the ball alive. Blocking shots, running the lane. He seems like he's still figuring it out. Is that is that a fair assessment? Oh, yeah, he's just a baby. He's the youngest guy in the draft. He's straight from the prom. He might he's eighteen, go. He's eighteen. He yeah, I think his nineteenth birthday just passed. Yeah, no, he's he's the youngest. Uh, I think maybe there's an international player or two who might be younger, but yeah, he's he's as young as they come. The last ten games of the season, you could see him coming and getting better. Like I hate that. America didn't get the chance to see the Seminoles in the NCAA tournament. Michael runs in that. Cause I was going to ask you about that at the end. Bell and Patrick Williams. I mean, we were really coming. You know how you start playing your best basketball at the right time? Sure, yeah. And uh, those guys would have really introduced themselves to the country. Uh, and, and I got to throw MJ Walker in that deal, too. MJ Walker is the next guy. MJ Walker and Raquan Gray are the next two guys that are probably going to be pros 
will be pros out of our program. And they, they, they were, you know, MJ Walker is a uh, Gary Harris, Marcus Smart type guy, tough, really shoots it, defender, knock down shots, lock you up, uh, fight you if you have to. Raquan Gray is like a Draymond Draymond Green 2.0, like 6'8", 250, 255, can handle it, shoot it, pass it. But they, we were really playing well. And, you know, I really thought Trent could have played his way in the late first round. You know how it is. You, you know, just like D'Incenzo back, you know, Villanova makes a run to the Final Four winning that championship, and he winds up in the first round out of nowhere. But, um, Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams, and 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 I'm going to say this, and you know I hope none of my other babies are listening. I hear this, I don't want them to get mad at me, but those two guys, uh, I think year four or five, they got a chance to be all stars. And we've had pros that were really really good. I loved Malik Beasley. I thought he was Byron Scott, but these are the first two we've had. You know, Bacon is really good. Jonathan Isaac is a special talent. Um, but these two guys, uh, they, they could be all-stars in, in year four or year five. Like they're that, they got the it factor. They, they really do. We got a, we got a coach here now who, um, you know, has, has coached his fair share of all-stars. He has a reputation for being, um, I guess I'll say a little tough, um, would be probably the way Tibbs would put it. Do you think these are the types of kids that would would take to that type of coaching? Unequivocally, they play for Jay Leonard Hamilton. Uh, they know that they got to defend, rebound, and play the game the right way, or you're not going to play. Uh, they have a tremendous amount of professionalism. They are high character gym rats. These these are these are three kids: Trent Forrest, the guys coming out now. These guys love the game not the lifestyle they love the game that's a distinction that's an important distinction yeah it's a big difference coach like these guys they love to watch film they love to train like Devin Vassell if I went on a recruiting trip I had to come back early because he was calling me to get a a workout (laughs) late that night he was like coach where you at oh where you at like you gotta come back in I want to work on my left hand I want to do this I want like and they were like this, like the Rain Man. Got to work out, got to work out, got to work out. Like, <laughs> like these guys are good. And, and think about what these three guys accomplished. We are Florida State. We won the ACC regular season title. Congratulations, by the way. That's thank you very much. Not thank an insignificant accomplishment. We flipped North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Louisville. Okay, we play in the NBA South. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. So, think about how how good these three guys got to be to flip the ACC. You understand what I'm telling you? You got to be really, really. Good. It shines through when you watch, and I was I wanted to ask you because on defense, you've talked a lot about defense. Speaking of talking players for FSU, it seems like they never shut up on defense. And like, you can't always hear it if you're just watching. Is that 
how do you guys get to that point where to get guys talking so much and be so active and so cognizant of what's going on? We we have worked a lot on our culture. Uh, I mean, again, I can't tell you enough. Jalen Hamilton has uh, put together a small Fortune 500 company. Uh, we have a team psychologist I got to give a shout out to by the name of Dr. Carr, who, who's amazing, who's been with us the last six years. Uh, we start early working on our culture and teaching our kids the, the importance of professionalism and, and and keeping their humility and doing the little things. And, and it's just a it's just a great uh, learning environment. And, and again, we get a certain type guy. You know, we we there's a there's big time players that's calling us now that we don't recruit and everybody's mad at us. You got to recruit this guy. But from a character standpoint. Right. They don't fit us. So FSU basketball, what what is FSU basketball? What what would you say it is? What do you when you walk into someone's living room? What is your is, is there like one sentence that you could boil it down to? Or is it is it more than that? I would say this. I would say this. and I don't know how many sentences it is, though. So don't talk bad about me when I get off your show. I, but I'm not I counting words. High, it's OK. <laughs> I would say hi character gym rats guys the guys that we get now that we recruit we know that when they finish playing basketball that they're going to own 22 car dealerships or they're going to be a gm of a team or they're going to own their they're going to own starbucks <laughs> like those are the type guys that we look for and there's a certain type guy that and no disrespect to anybody, but sure, like some guys just you lose their humility, and I, I will say this: their core values don't match ours. Because at the end of the day, right, the kids that come play at Florida State, they're just like their leader, Jalen Hamilton. They understand that I am not Nelson Mandela, I am not Martin Luther King. I did not make the cure for cancer. All I do is play basketball. That's <laughs> a good and way of so putting it, though. They, so everybody who comes out of our program because of our leader, they keep their humility, and they just want to get better. Where there's some guys that you can see playing on the AAU level, they already are convinced that they are Gandhi. <laughs> that they are Elvis Presley and we don't recruit those guys. You keep them humble somehow. No question. That's impressive. And that, and that's why we've had success. And there's certain guys that, Hey, I love everybody. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't trying to fight, but you're just not our type guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you got a guy coming, you got a guy coming down the pike, uh, Mr. Barnes, who, um, you know, again, Ooh. Talk talk about something that that people should be excited for. Uh, not not to get ahead of ourselves here, but very special. Yeah, he seems. I, I got to ask you one more on Dev though, because I, I just have to imagine coming from a place where he was not highly recruited. Do you think he'll carry a chip on his shoulder with him into the NBA, even after getting taken in the lottery? God, oh my God, he got a chip as big as. The United States of America on his shoulder. He remembers every guy that's ever been ranked in front of him, and he's still mad about it. And he talks about it all the time. Now, listen, 
you know, a lot of people see him as a nice little huxtable from from Swanee, Georgia, Peachtree Ridge High School. In between the lines, he's a nasty dude now. Like he's he's pissed off, and he never believed that he wasn't a five star guy. Like nobody could ever convince him to that. You know what I mean? And uh, so the fact that you know he has this uh reputation of being a guy that wasn't ranked high coming out of high school. He wakes up every morning mad about it. And and he he's never gonna stop trying to prove guys wrong. But he just here, I'll tell you a story about Devin Vassell. I gotta Please tell you do. this is this, this the epitome of Devin Vassell. Okay. So my relationship with Devin Vassell is special because him and his family, they feel like I was the only one that believed them. So when I first signed him, I wanted to redshirt it. Really? And I told him. Wow. Okay. And I told him, I told his dad. And his dad said, Coach, we're loyal to you guys. And whatever y'all say y'all want us to do, we're going to do. But I'm telling you, Devin going to show y'all he ain't redshirt. So okay, <laughs> but that's the case, you know. I, 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 if that's the case, that's great. So the kid gets here and he starts playing pickup. And I knew he was a pro. I told Coach Hamilton, if we, he's not going to be in a rotation that's redshirting, I think he's a one and done guy. Really? Wow. Okay. I'm like, if if we take a year, and we had just done the same thing with Kamagelli. Kamagelli was a redshirt. You know, he wasn't one and done, but we redshirted him and he became a pro. So. So anyway, they start playing pickup, and Trent Forrest is coming in the office, and he's saying, "Hey, coaches, this this young boy is for real. Like we can't redshirt him, but me because of his body, I'm thinking not because of his game, but because he was like Bambi. He just needs one year to work on his body. Long story short, he's killing in pickup. Jalen Hamilton says, "Ah, no, nah, can't redshirt him." So we go into the year, and he gets five DNPs. Five. I, I, you know what? He, I'm imagining you know he didn't he, take that well, or is the, we, how did he react? Now, listen, what you got, here's what you got to know. Five DNPs. The kid comes to my office after all five. He says, Unk, let's go get a workout. We put 45 minutes on the clock. And he went and did a game workout that was a killer. His mama didn't call me. His daddy didn't call me. His AAU coach didn't call me. His high school coach didn't call me. And he didn't cry a word. I was more upset than he was. He said, Coach, don't worry about it. When Coach Hamilton called my name, I'm going to be ready. Now, think about that in 2020. We throw him out there against Clemson. He locks up Marquise Reed, who was leading the ACC in scoring. He scored about seven or eight points. The guy was averaging 21. He held him to like 11 or 9. The next game, we throw him out there. He comes off the bench. He catches one off the rim versus Notre Dame. He scores about 14. After that, it was off and running. He was in the rotation. We get late, and this is the shot that changed him. Late in the year, we're in the ACC tournament, okay. and we're in trouble. Virginia Tech is about to send us to the house. 
he comes off the bench. He scores about 18, but he hits a three in the corner with two seconds left to tie it up to send the game to overtime. That shot changed him. Wow, really? Okay. When he hit that shot, he was already a confident guy. His confidence was quiet confidence. It was never shaken. But when he hit that shot in the ACC tournament, it, it, to him, it was like when Michael Jordan hit the shot for the national championship as a freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean? He felt like, I'm that guy. Yeah, I could see it in his workout. I could see it in his body language. I could see it the way he started communicating. When he hit that shot in the ACC tournament as a true freshman, true freshman, deep in the corner to save the game, and he dunked on two guys, too, twice, by the way. You go watch it on film. It's unreal. He, he could get out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After that game, he knew he was the real deal. And he just took off from there. But how many guys, most guys after one DMP, they transfer at half they, they transfer at halftime. That's the amount of professionalism that this kid has at a young age. And that's why he's going to be successful in the NBA. You talk about the NBA and, you know, I, I like you, I've been watching the playoffs and before that, the bubble. And it just seems like you, there's no such thing anymore as being able to have a weak spot on either end of the floor. If you have a weak spot on offense, if you have a weak spot on defense, these teams are going to find it. And to have guys who can play on a string on defense and who can move with the ball and move with a purpose with the ball on offense, not to mention knock down a shot. And it just, it seems like not that there was ever a time where he wouldn't have fit in the league, but you know, especially with the switchability he offers, it seems like the time a guy like Devin Vassell could come into the league and really, you know, make a name for himself. No question. I watched Tyler Hero and the way he shoots the ball and plays without the ball and his IQ. And and Devin has length and athleticism, probably a little more than he has. And uh, Devin could be that kind of guy. He's Devin is, and I, and I don't want to make everybody sad in New York, but like if he went to Portland and played with, with Dame Lillard and, and, and CJ McCullough, they could throw him in the mix with him and he could right away impact the game, even though they're not running anything through him just by playing in the flow. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope New York, uh, drafts them. Uh, well, they like him from, from what I can in your organization. He, he would get them a raise. No question. <laughs> Cause he's gotten me too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I feel comfortable saying it. Um, I know they like him. Um, I, I've heard that from a few people now. And I just, I could it's obvious why when you watch the tape, it's obvious, it's even more obvious hearing you talk about it. Um, listen, coach, I, I can't thank you enough for the time. And it's, you know, we're recording this late on a Saturday night in the middle of the Laker game. Really, truly, it, it means a lot that you come on here and um, share your wisdom, share your insight about all three of the kids. And, and listen, uh, we got a month and a half to go, but I'm excited to see where, um, where all of them wind up. And I'm sure they are too. I really enjoyed it, man. You have a blessed evening and uh, stay in touch. Absolutely. Will do. Take care. Yeah.